Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 199. I'm Rob Wright, Security News Director at Tech Target, and I am here with security news writer Alex Kalafi. Alex, welcome. Thanks, Rob. We sound a little different. Yeah, we're back in, uh, what'd you call it, Chernobyl? Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yes. This yes. Is, this is, I've been here across four different years now, but like once a year we come back here arbitrarily, record another podcast, and and uh, the listeners get something particularly nice sounding. Yeah. Once every calendar Although year. Although our remote audio sounds pretty good. Um, I, I think we've gotten better with the Zencaster and stuff. Yeah. I think we're doing okay. Uh, Alex, we are here to discuss a major incident, mm-hmm. uh, a, a kind of slow-rolling um, disaster. Maybe not disaster, but certainly a bad situation mm-hmm. for LastPass. Yeah. The password manager has come under fire from a lot of InfoSec experts, a lot of identity and access management companies, a lot of password manager competitors, and even some customers um, over the last few weeks. it's uh, That criticism has uh, mounted because of uh, a update to a previously, if I have this right, previously disclosed data breach, an update that was issued on December 22nd, late? Yeah, it was it was late December. It was the last yeah. 10 days of December for sure. Right, right before the holiday break, they dropped an update on their blog that basically said uh, the situation's a little worse than we had uh, previously reported. And you wrote about this for Tech Target this week. Mm-hmm. Can you summarize what happened here? Yep. So LastPass is a password management company, uh, one of many that is that is on the market now. They're a subsidiary of GoTo, which you may know is LogMeIn. Um, in August, they disclosed a breach saying that some unauthorized actor um, got a hold of some stuff, um, but they didn't really detail exactly what it was at the time. Um, in but it was like source code, and it was some stuff from their developer Technical information, yeah, yeah. Technical yeah. information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very last day of November, I think, or one of the last couple days of November, um, they have another update. And they've done, like, a couple other updates up until this point. And they were saying that, actually, there may be a second breach that is based on this first breach in which some kind of unauthorized actor uh, used this data to... Uh, gain access to some sort of customer data. But that's sort of all we knew at the time. And I think people talked about it at the time, um, but it kind of also flew under the radar because there wasn't a ton of detail. And you kind of always assume that customer logins are safe, even if it was another type of breach. Then on December 22nd, as you said, uh, they published another update where they further detailed the second breach. And in the second breach... They revealed that a threat actor, they used the singular, mm-hmm. um, got a hold of a series of keys leveraging information from the August breach. Uh, I think they compromised another, um, I don't know if it was a go-to employee or what, but another developer, it seems like. And they leveraged that to gain access to a backup, um, or I believe it was a storage backup, which had 
some unencrypted and encrypted customer data. The unencrypted data was like customer name or business name. I think there may have been addresses, but there were definitely phone numbers and some other stuff. But what's more interesting almost is that there were also encrypted username password logins um, as part of it. Not the master password, Mm -hmm. but the login and password encrypted so theoretically couldn't be accessed for sort of the some of some of the sites in, in users keychain though we don't even know the scale of these users to date that's correct um, and that sort of and the, the thing about these passwords is that LastPass has a master password system sort of central password that the user generates uh, as soon as they make an account now, this is human-generated, though. If you do an extra step, you can technically do a randomly generated, but really what percentage of people are going to do that? And so uh, the LastPass passwords that the threat actor did get a hold of are encrypted based on the master password. So they would have to encrypt the master... Uh, they would have to b- crack the master password in order to gain access to the other logins. And so that is proven controversial... Um, because, um, one, even if the passwords are encrypted, people still got a hold of passwords. Two, uh, this stuff is all offline, so they can sort of attempt to crack it at their leisure. Yep. Um, now, the CEO of LastPass, uh, Kareem Tuba, um, he said that um, the way LastPass's encryption works um it'll take millions of years for a master password to be cracked. But um, one password, a public, another a competitor, maybe their main competitor, um, but definitely one of their main two or three, uh, published a blog post saying like, ah, if you're generating, uh, a, if it's a human-generated password, even if it's 12 characters, like you can sort of get 10 billion passwords generated in uh, for like a hundred bucks if you know what you're doing, and that's if they fo- if they um, follow the you know or, or if they if they just have the minimum um, you know twelve character or whatever uh, master password. I think they were saying if you fo- if you use the default settings for master power passwords, it would take millions of years. But even that, yeah, they kind of threw cold water on and said it, it's not it's not going to take that long. Uh, no. And then what's the last thing I'll say before I throw it back to you is that um, LastPass is not the only one who uses a master password. No, yeah. Pretty much everyone uses a master password system just with their own encryption or uh, their own little tricks like 1Password sort of use their blog post to glow up the fact that they have a secret key which is 32 characters with dashes that that uh, is yep. generated on your device and they don't know and doesn't pass through their system and they'll never guess it, yada, yada, yada. So um, you have this situation where there's been a lot of critiques against LastPass's sort of security and handling and there's been an opportunity for a lot of other password managers mm-hmm. to self-promote about how they're different. Um, in my story, I got the CEOs of two, two other password management companies to talk to me. And most of it was was pretty good information, but it's, you know, here's how our security is different. Um, you go to another site, I think Bitwarden is the one, yep. where they have a banner which is like how to switch 
your password manager. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say we're doing this because of the LastPass breach, sure. but if they're li- when when you go to the blog post that says how, you better believe the first switching from section is LastPass. Yep. Um, and so it, it's like, one, I kind of understand it because it's tough for a password manager to sort of have your greatest fear come true, which is to have the password, the passwords be stolen, even if it's in such a limited capacity, hopefully is this. Yep. Um, but on the other hand, you sort of also get the idea that there's a bit of uh, blood in the water yes. that the piranhas are kind of feasting on. Yeah. I mean, we have talked about this um, as a team here at Tech Target on the, on the security side. I, I've been really struck by um, how vocal some of the criticism is of LastPass. Uh, it, it has seemed unusual to me. It may not seem unusual to everyone, but for me, I generally feel like when there's a breach of a technology company or a security company especially, there's usually not a lot of um, pouncing. There's not a lot of like trying to kick someone when they're down. And I'm not saying that's what 1Password or anyone else is doing here, but there's sort of... Um, it, it, you rarely see a lot of uh, people piling on and criticizing mm-hmm. that company because it's it's sort of, I think two things. And I've had people tell me this. It's you know, uh, there but for the grace of God go I. I could have had this happen to me. Am I sure that this won't happen to me? I don't want to start talking smack about this company um, if if I could find myself in a similar situation. Um, and then the other reason is, is it's just like well. You know, there's no need to sort of pile on. Um, Poor it, form. Yeah, it's 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 sort of uncouth, whatever. Yeah. You know, people are like, well, everybody knows that X company is breached now. I don't really need to, you know, throw fuel on the fire. Um, in this case, it seems like two things are going on. Number one, because of the nature of the type of breach, passwords and authentication, not just for one service, but for all customer services and apps and, and logins, that that sort of app, you know, that caution has been thrown out the window for a lot of people. And then two, it seems like people are really upset, not just with how LastPass has publicly sort of framed and responded to this, but with some of the shortcomings um, that they believe uh, are, are present in their their design in in their security basically, um, and I'll get to the latter in a second. But I don't know. It feels like there was there are a lot of people who felt like um, Tube is it, his description of what w- went on um, was was okay factually accurate mm-hmm. mostly I guess. Although I mean I don't think people, there's any dishonesty. Yeah, yeah some people just can, omission. Right. Some people could quibble with like how um, fast it would, you know, or, or how quickly or how long it would take to crack a password depending on certain specifics. But I think you would read, I first read that update and thought, well, this isn't good, but it seems like they feel like they're presenting it in a way that is like, well, as long as you change X, Y, or Z, you're okay. Um, 
and if you follow the, def the default settings for this stuff, then you're you're fine. And there were a lot of people who felt like, I don't know, it seems like they're they're kind of not minimizing the breach. I think they're obviously acknowledging they were breached and it was serious, but sort of downplaying the enormous risk that is is present for a lot of customers and should have been sort of more urgently, I, I don't know, more proactive and more urgently sort of encouraging people to um, to take action, to change their master passwords or to change their all their passwords. I mean, it, that blog post, that update is the only thing I think that they've written since December 22nd. I haven't seen any tweets about this. I don't know how many customer notifications may have gone out, gone out to users. I know one of our colleagues on the news team uses LastPass and said that they got one, I think they got one email, but it was he wasn't really clear what, <laughs> like it yeah. wasn't wasn't entirely clear what he was supposed to do and what, what um, you know, in layman's terms, what um, had happened and what action he needed to take. So he was a little confused. And of course I had to step in and say, you need to do X, Y, and Z now. Um, so people seem like they were pretty upset. I know you talked with some um, folks uh, on the other side, on the password manager side about this, and it seems like they had a lot to say about, I don't know, the situation. Um, a lot and nothing. Not, not nothing, I guess. But right. I, So I talked to two folks. I talked to um, the Dashlane CEO, uh, J.D., uh, Sherman and I talked to um, the one password CEO Jeff Shiner. Had mm -hmm. a very nice conversation with both of them. Obviously, some of that was here's how our stuff is different. Uh, anyone can get hit with a breach, but we're trying to ready ourselves in that case. Sort of, sort of the tone you sort of expect. Um, but one of the most interesting quotes uh, came from uh, Shiner who I, I asked him about, you know, why did you decide to do this blog post where um, maybe you weren't um, fully roasting LastPass, but you were pretty directly criticizing them. Yeah. And what he said was when there's a breach that hits close to home, you kind of have to reassure your customers yeah. that, one, you're secure, and one password did do a second blog post talking about how secure they are. And two, if there was a breach, why a customer's things wouldn't get taken. So, I mean, you also, so it's like, I said blood in the water, but there's probably also, and this is my sort of speculation, a bit of self-preservation. Sure. Because the password management market is growing and it's big, but it's not the biggest industry. Like I asked... J.D. Sherman, and I did a little bit of Googling myself, I was like, how big is this market? And he's like, uh, low-end, 700 million, high-end, 3 billion, which is, like, growing for sure. But not... But yeah. not huge, because I think I think what he was saying was the user, like, the personal-level password manager stuff is fairly well-established, but the business stuff is still really, like, in the early innings. Yeah. Which is... So it sort of makes sense that while things are not rickety, but let's say young, that if something like this happens, you kind of got to get extra self-preservation, yeah. get in front of it, maybe uncharacteristically even compared to other, let's say, cybersecurity sub-industries. Yeah. No, and it makes sense. And I'll, I'll just say that, like, I mean, the knives have come out for LastPass, and and we'll, we'll 
get into more of why they're they're out in just a second, but like, you know, the one password blog post, I mean, he wrote, you know, about the, you know, taking millions of years to guess your master password if you follow the default settings. Yeah, they wrote, that claim is highly misleading and they really kind of, I mean, one password really went after LastPass, like pretty strongly in a way, again, I don't think you often see. Um, and they weren't the only one. There are a lot of uh, information security experts out there and people in the identity and access management field who have really um, slammed LastPass. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I thought was most interesting about this situation was um, I think the first, I, this may, may not have been the first person to highlight this. I'm sure there are others. The, fir- the first that I saw, a uh, researcher, senior researcher with um, Citizen Lab, John Scott Railton, had uh, tweeted about this, I think maybe it was the following day or maybe the day of that update, but about how, you know, yes, okay, your passwords are encrypted and your master password is not in LastPass's possession. It's yours. But there's, you know, he highlighted the fact that there was unencrypted data and that unencrypted data includes website URLs. Now, I didn't really think anything of this at the time, but as he pointed out, unencrypted URLs, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have those exposed because those URLs not only contain the, the names, of the websites that and the services that you're logging into. So that's a boon for the attackers. They know they can start launching phishing attacks, social engineering, whatever. But those URLs, and this totally slipped my mind, they could have uh, valuable information, account tokens, API keys, credential in- data in there, in those URLs. Um, the, the tokens are especially uh, important, I think. So, like, you could take a lot of information just from that URL, not knowing anything else about the password. But just having Microsoft.com slash a million different characters. Yeah, like, I mean, Microsoft's a bad... No, but you but, know you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a lot of... There are a lot of services out there that would use, you know, session tokens that are embedded in that URL login for, for each individual account that if you lifted that, I, mean, I don't think you see this as much anymore, although I should probably ask around to see if it's still a common practice, but there, there, you know, used to be able to like copy some of those URLs to get the tokens, the session tokens, and apply them, you know, lift them, steal mm-hmm. a session token. That's not great. And look, who knows how many accounts may have been accessed or how many services may have been, you know, breached through this by the attackers. But, you know, one of the things that that he said that I thought was interesting, um, John Scott Railton, was just like, you know, if you're if if these if these attackers were able to get into LastPass and they were able to get a backup of all this valuable data and extract it, then they're probably pretty, pretty capable. Mm-hmm. And if they're pretty capable, they can do a lot with website, unencrypted website data. And if they know who's, like the, like Alex Kalafi yeah. has, has, the, has these, these unencrypted URLs, you know, I know he logs into this, 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 and this. 
And even if there's no valuable data in a lot of those URLs, there could be in some of them, that's bad. That's really bad. So Yeah, I, I would say that so it's the kind of thing where with uh however many data points, like you can tell a lot about someone's life, which is why let's say you have a for you feed in one in a social media site, it seems like they're listening to you, but really they just have a date enough data points to say what sure. kind of person you are. One of the things that um I picked up from when we went to Black Hat last year in Vegas was that uh, phishing attacks are moving towards spear phishing, towards like highly specific phishing campaigns. Yep. And it's not just that um, they're like, oh, hey, um, Rob, right? Like, here's like, uh, give me your VPN login. It's they'll know that you use these 30 sites. Yep. So they'll know this, this, and this about you. Maybe they have your LinkedIn. And there are some really dangerous social engineering attacks that can happen, especially because LastPass is not just a consumer company. Like, we think of password managers, I, I think, as people, as like, you know, it's the thing in Chrome. It's the thing that you as an individual use. Right. But more and more companies are using this, too, which means that uh, maybe a high-end ransomware attack in a year could originate from this, God forbid, you know? Yeah. And, I again, we don't know, we don't know how much activity, you know, it can be traced to this LastPass breach. But there have been a few people on social media, on Twitter, verified accounts, just to be sure, who have said, you know, I, I've, I'm, I'm, I've lost some cryptocurrency. Um, I use LastPass. This is highly suspicious, blah, blah, blah. There is a, an individual, an unnamed John, I believe it's a John Doe. I guess I should check that. Yes, John Doe. Um, Massachusetts uh, John Doe. LastPass user who claims that they lost, you know, 50-something thousand dollars in, in Bitcoin, um, that they stored their their Bitcoin keys in LastPass, which apparently, I, I didn't know this, but you're, I, I guess that's bad. You, you shouldn't store your, your keys there. But I, mean, I guess, like, where would you store your cryptocurrency? Under the floorboards Key, in Like, some yeah, well, like, where would you put it if you can't put it in a password manager? I mean, I, I take that back. I, I always tell my friends who have cryptocurrency uh, to not have them on any uh, exchange or, or, or platform, third-party platform, and just put it in a hardware uh, module. But, you know, what do I know? Um, but anyway, so this individual says, you know, around Thanksgiving, you know, they, they, they saw the news of the, of, the, of the LastPass breach. This is before, you know, the, the stuff really hit the fan with the December update. But saw that, you know, the last pass had been breached. Thought, you know, I'm going to change my passwords, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, wakes up around Thanksgiving and finds that, you know, you're fifty thousand dollars lighter in uh, cryptocurrency. So who who knows? I mean, it, you know, the the lawsuit. It, it's it's a class action suit. Uh, we don't have any sort of verifiable claims outside of what's in the court documents on this one. But it is something to watch because if that if that sort of thing did happen here, if there's a case where um, or many cases where the threat actors were able to take that data and either brute force or guess passwords or just use the unencrypted website data 
and get into users' accounts and steal, like steal cryptocurrency or just just steal whatever, um, that's bad for LastPass. That's really, really bad. I, and I'm sure that's probably an understatement at this point. So um, I wonder how a court would rule on, on the case of cryptocurrency specifically. I don't know. I, and that's a good question. There's a lot of, um, I guess, uh, factors. You would have to, I, I guess, know what the value of that cryptocurrency was at the time of the theft, for sure. Um, I don't know how you would pr- necessarily prove that it was because of the last pass breach. I don't know. I, I guess you would like find the wallets which are public and then see where they went. Yeah. And then have other circumstantial data to kind of prove that it was a threat actor of some kind. But depending on where the data came from, yeah. it could also just be some guy. It could. Um, yeah, for sure. The, uh, the sort of last thing that, that we should sort of touch on is something that was, let's say, partially self-promotional during the conversations with the folks I talked to, but also pretty relevant to this conversation, which is the the sort of ongoing emergence of, like, passwordless authentication. Oh, yes. yes, for sure. Um, which I didn't expect the story to go in that direction when I was just like, let's see what's going on yeah. with this LastPass thing. Yeah. But um, there were points that, you know, Shiner and Sherman separately made, which was that you kind of... Password managers are valuable because they act as sort of the consumer-friendly in-between. That makes it so you can sort of randomly generate, not randomly, but let's say yep. procedurally generate passwords that are way more secure than, For you sure. know, whatever, one, two, right? Um, and that they have a use and long-term, they sort of hope that folks will move towards passwordless solutions you know, there's biometric, and, and yeah. I think more commonly for enterprises, there's sort of the YubiKeys, the the uh, the sort of FIDO-compliant pass keys yes. that are physical security keys that you sort of use to log in, um, which makes it so that remembering anything or, or cracking things, well, I guess you'd still be cracking things, but it's way more complicated it's hard. With, yeah, it's very, with, a, yeah. with a physical key. And um, I think it's just... You know, it makes you wonder, even though this attack is a really bad situation, and China did sort of tell me that it was, like, kind of a worst-case scenario, is um, if passwordless authentication becomes a thing over the next decade or more of a thing, I'm sure it won't fully become a thing, will that turn attacks like this into a relic? Or will the threat actors just adapt and there will be new attack types that we don't even know yet? Well, I I think... Social engineering, maybe. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, I think... I, I, I can't remember how many years back um, they did this. Uh, but when Google said, we're moving to physical security keys, we are going to eliminate phishing attacks on our employees... Um, that was, and that seems to have worked out. I mean, we don't, as far as we know, um, they're still, uh, virtually, uh, phishing resistant by using the physical security keys. And that's been a huge component of their, of their entire, like zero trust, you know, 
architecture mm-hmm. at that company. Um, you know, it, it's built around the authentication of your your person and you know your physical key. That to me showed me that there's that that's probably a valid, proven way forward for a lot of organizations like that. Um, you know, is it going to be biometrics? Probably not. I could see more companies sort of following suit and doing what Google did with physical keys, um, FIDO, you know, uh, uh, compliant or, or compatible uh, hardware keys. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at this and say I, this could have a damaging effect on the password manager market in that, like, you know, people are going to see this and see that their passwords, you know, like, or, or, or imply that their passwords are in jeopardy because they're put all in one basket and working with a cloud service or a third-party provider like a password manager isn't the way to go. Right, because the fear is that if they steal one password, they, they get, get all, all 40 of them. them Which is not, listen, it's not exactly what's going on here, but... You know, but if you're a normal person, that's still what you think. Exactly, exactly. And so, like, if the enterprise just, if the enterprise market just moves in the direction of, we're either going with biometrics or we're going with hardware keys or a combination of, and we're reducing our reliance on passwords. And the consumer side is looking at this last pass breach and going, this this ain't for me. I'm just going to use the Chrome browser. I'm going to use my trusty little password notebook. Then I do wonder what you know, what we're looking at long term. Um, it could be whether it's one password or or LastPass or whoever, it, this could be like instead of a rising tide lifting all boats, you know, a, a receding tide um, stranding a bunch. Now, I don't think that'll necessarily happen. Like a lot of people swear by, you know, uh, uh, you know, Bitwarden, I think, which is open source. There are other organizations or other, sorry, other experts out there that say that they prefer 1Password because of their design. Firefox. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of people used to vouch for LastPass because they were, it was super user-friendly and the, the, the UX was just, you know, I mean, listen, tracking passwords and logging, it's hard. It's hard. And that UX part of this, of part, part of this equation is a huge is a huge deal. I'm like, and it is still more secure to have a password manager than to generate your own. Yes, yes, and 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 they, you know, a lot of a lot of experts in the field say they got that right. Unfortunately, it seems like other parts of the equation they did they did not get right or fell short on. And we'll, you know, we'll see how much the unencrypted URLs comes back to to hurt customers who are exposed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that this will likely have some type of impact on the overall market, whether that's pushing people more towards security keys and the FIDO stuff, or biometrics, or just more people pulling back, or 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 not wanting to adopt uh, password managers. I don't know, but it's it's a big one. It's a big one. It could be a pivotal moment for the entire identity and access management market, quite honestly. So. It, it's it's also telling that, um, like, I don't think password managers are going away. No, I, think I don't either. I think it's more that there will be yeah. more solutions and more of a share taken by password lists, sure. keys, whatever. But I think it's telling that in the last year, 
pretty much every single major password vendor has introduced their own passwordless solution. Like uh, I mentioned in the story that Dashlane, they um, they just uh, appointed a new chief product officer to help lead that, and they they introduced um, key authentication. I think a couple months ago, yeah. Um, One Password just announced that they had acquired Passage, which is sort of a, a passwordless security key right. authentication type company. Um, Bitwarden. Uh, just acquired a company for their password list that I think they announced like a couple days ago mm-hmm. as of this recording. And then um, LastPass, <laughs> it's it's like it's like a little darkly funny by this point, but uh, LastPass announced an authenticator app a few months ago that is sort of their attempt to sort of start the process of going down password lists. Right, um, right. And, and they, the funny part is, that they sort of bragged in their press release that um, this is the first FIDO compliant passwordless solution. Mm-hmm. But to date, they still need the master password in order to verify a, a device and then get it sort of locked down with the authenticator. Yep. Stuff like biometric, stuff like the security keys, and I think there was another thing they were working on. Those are, like, expected to come soon. And, in fact, they originally said they were going to come by the end of the year, but I'm guessing with this breach taking their attention, it's, like, that probably both expedites the process and has slowed it way down. Yeah, and that's that's understandable, too. Um, I mean, I I hope they're able to uh, weather the storm and and, and, uh, rebound from it. And we'll see what that rebound looks like. But, um, you know, obviously, if, if reports continue to trickle in about users, you know, waking up and finding out their, you know, uh, their cryptocurrency is gone or their bank accounts or whatever, um, it's not going to be good. Sure. So, sure. Uh, well, Alex, thank you for joining me in Chernobyl to discuss uh, all things LastPass breach. Uh, I really appreciate it. I know this is a complicated topic with a lot of moving parts, a lot of updates and a lot of blog posts and notifications and, you know, uh, minutia. So I appreciate it. Hey, anytime. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Tech Target Editorial. I'm Rob Wright, and we'll see you next time.